Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody around the world, Foo followers everywhere. Welcome back to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson. This is the first episode in our sixth season of podcasts. Thank you so much for stopping by. Before we get into it, a little word about this podcast. We have been running since 2016. We speak to people involved in the creation of martial arts movies, whether it be actors, directors, producers, stunt performers and fight choreographers. We have a huge archive of episodes which you can listen back to via our website, kungfumovieguide.com. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions for me, then please do get in touch via social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send me an email. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, it's great to be back with you guys, and we have a great guest on today's show. To kick off the new season, we have a conversation to share with you with the great actor Tymar. That is coming up on today's show. So without any further ado, let's get on with it. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. (laughs) Hello there, Foo followers wherever you are around the world listening to this welcome welcome one and all to the kung fu movie guide podcast this is episode 66 we have returned from our hiatus (laughs) this is now season six of the kung fu movie guide podcast thank you so much for Joining me, the previous episodes that we did, it does seem like a while ago now, it was our 2020 end of year show with the one and only Mike Fury. That went out Christmas week, so that's just over three months ago now. So quite a long time. I do hope you've all been keeping well and staying safe wherever you are. Obviously, I do hope that the last few months have been okay. I do have already quite a few episodes pre-recorded for this season, so I do look forward to sharing those conversations with you over the next few weeks and months. We've got some great guests lined up that I think you'll be very excited about. And we have a great guest on today's show to get this season underway. It's none other than Tymar, an incredible actor. He's been performing for well over four decades now on stage, screen and television. You know Ty, of course, from massive films like Arrival, Dante's Peak. He's in the Coen Brothers remake of The Lady Killers with Tom Hanks. He's in The Quiet American with Michael Caine. His TV work, of course, is huge as well. He's had recurring roles in 24, The Man in the High Castle. But martial arts fans listening to this, of course, will 
no tie from his work with Brandon Lee in the film Rapid Fire and of course the Rush Hour films with Jackie Chan. He was in Martial Law with Sammo Hung and he also played Mulan's dad in the Disney live action remake of Mulan which came out last year. And he was in Wu Assassins, of course, the Netflix show that starred Lewis Tan and Iko Uace. Tai can now be found in Kung Fu. It's a reboot of the classic 1970s TV series, which starred David Carradine. This is very much a different approach to the show. It has a female lead, Olivia Liang. Tai, rather unsurprisingly, plays her father, Tai plays a lot of dads nowadays in the last few years, you will have noticed. And the show Kung Fu premieres on the CW Network in the USA on the 7th of April. So that's this Wednesday. And it will be made available to stream the next day for free only on the CW. If you are listening to this in the USA, you can go to CWTV.com for more information. And to give you a little taster of this new version of Kung Fu, then here is a little clip from the trailer. To truly master Kung Fu, you must find peace. Peace with your family. Peace and my family don't really go together. Golden Child's back, baby! I don't think I'm going to go to law school anymore. This is what I meant to do. Kung Fu. New series starts Wednesday, April 7th. Free next day only on the CW app. A little clip there from the trailer to Kung Fu. Ty, of course, was more than happy to discuss the show as well as his extraordinary body of work and his life and career. So that is all coming up on today's show. One quick thing that I did want to mention before we throw over to the conversation with Tai Ma. During the break, I did set up a YouTube channel for the Kung Fu Movie Guide. Not entirely sure what I'm going to do with it just yet, but a few people were speaking to me and saying, you know, it's a really good channel for podcasts. People do listen to podcasts on, on YouTube. So, look, the channel is set up. Thank you so much to everyone who has already subscribed to it. I've only thrown up a few old conversations from the archive and I've cut out all the little sound effects and music bits and trailers and that sort of thing. So you are just getting a solid edit of the conversation. So please do type in Kung Fu Movie Guide into YouTube and check out what um, I've been adding there. It's audio only for the time being. So I don't know. I don't know what the plan is with it. Maybe there will be some videos going up there at some point. Anyway, do go to YouTube and check out the new Kung Fu Movie Guide channel. And I also noticed, even though the show has been away, I have still been receiving donations from you guys to support the show and the website. So a huge thank you to all the Foo followers out there. 
who have been doing that, that is hugely appreciated. So thank you so much. The link to donate is paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide. So the plan with this season, as with all the other seasons, is to continue to release new episodes every two weeks on a Monday. Now, of course, the best way to make sure that you never miss a brand new episode of this podcast is to subscribe to the show using your podcast provider. We are, of course, available right now across all the major platforms. Okay, that's just about it for now. Before I do throw over to my conversation with Ty, I wanted to highlight the hashtag StopAsianHate. You may have seen this circulating around uh, social media quite a lot recently. This is because, of course, of a rise in anti-Asian hate crimes that we're seeing, particularly across the USA, since the advent of COVID-19. Now, we don't really go into this in too much detail during this conversation. However, if you follow Ty on social media, you'll know he is very vocal in the press and online about raising awareness around the spike in anti-Asian hate crimes. Ty is part of a campaign. It's been led by AT&T and Warner Media to create greater awareness in support of the hashtag StopAsianHate. There is a website that you can go to. It's att.com forward slash StopAsianHate. Go over there. You can learn a lot more about the campaign. You can also show your support through donations. And I'll be sure to put the link in the description of this show. Ty's new show is called, rather fittingly for this podcast, it's called Kung Fu, and it premieres on Wednesday, the 7th of April, on the CW Network in the USA, and we had a great chat, so I do hope you enjoy this. I will be back at the end, of course, to waffle on a little bit more. Until then, here we go then. Here is our first guest in the brand new season of podcasts. This is a conversation that took place only a few weeks ago in March 2021 with the great Timer. Are you well? How are you? How are you keeping? How are you doing? I'm well. Uh, you know, series television is a is a bullet train, right? Once yeah. it leaves the station. <laughs> You can't yeah. get off. You got to keep going. So yeah, the schedule is uh, pretty, uh, you know, packed in, right? Sure, sure. And uh, we're okay. You know, and and yeah. we're, you know, obviously under COVID conditions. So yeah. you know, we get tested three times a week. Wow. Um, okay. So we also uh, try to minimize our uh, out, you know, going anywhere. Really, I mean, we yeah. have our own pod, so. We try to stay within, you know, our own pot because there are a yeah. lot of jobs at stake. Uh, if we, you know, uh, uh, ever think about being irresponsible, yeah. there are thousands of jobs can be lost. Yeah. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to yeah. be the guy, you know. No, yeah, he's no. the guy. <laughs> but am I right in thinking with Kung Fu, you mm. were filming and then the COVID thing happened? Is that yes, right? Yes, we were yeah. shooting the pilot. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, then they uh, AT and T yep. called Warner's because AT and T owns Warner's, and <laughs> and said, "Well, we really have to shut down because." Uh, and then yeah. what we didn't know was the entire industry 
was shut down. Yeah. Widow was just us. And then we realized that, oh, no, we're not alone. Everybody's yeah. shut down. But, Ty, you managed to pick things up relatively quickly. Is that right? I mean, how Absolutely. long into this was did, did yeah. filming resume? I think planning was important, you know, for yeah. them to have a uh, COVID department yeah. in place. And uh, knowing that um, they separate everything into zones, mm-hmm. I think they had some... Uh, um, some help with the unions to talk about how to handle things. Yeah. And I think they worked out um, brilliantly, really. Just uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of them, you know, yeah. to, you know, really, there's only three people that ever sees the cast, hair, makeup, and sound, and that's it. Wow. Not even costume. Okay. Not wow. even costume. They handed a, hand us, you know, a, a suit bag of our costume yeah. <laughs> outside the trailer door, and that's it. You never see them again. Yeah. So, do you feel safe on a set at the moment, though? I mean, it's all personal preference, isn't it? I'm guessing some people do they feel safer than other people? I mean, how do you how do you feel about it all? I think I think our set, you know, we are very very you know every confident yeah. that uh, uh, because there have been you know positive mm-hmm. occasions, but they were immediately removed from the set, contact yeah. traced. So really, they have the system down. So I feel mm. completely safe. Yeah. And every time when we hear, which wasn't, I think maybe two times, maybe two mm-hmm. times or three times that they had a crew member tested uh, positive and uh, immediately removed. Uh, uh, and, we, and we know that we never came in contact with them at yeah. all. Okay. Because there's okay. Only, like I said, there's only three people that yeah. can possibly see us. Yeah. And that's, you know, hair, makeup and sound. That's it. And is this the future now? Then is I mean, is every is every set gonna be like this at least for the foreseeable future? Do you think? I think at least until at the end of till the end of this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. next year I think really, and we're pretty good uh, in in North America in terms of uh, vaccinations. I mean, at least the vaccines are available. Yeah. In plentiful. So yeah. so I am I am um I'm fingers crossed. I mean yeah. really I'm I'm hopeful, you know, that we we get back to some sense of normalcy. And have you been disappointed? I mean, we'll talk a bit more about Mulan in a bit because I I really mm. enjoyed that film. Obviously, you know, a huge movie like that you you want to see a film like that in a cinema on the biggest screen possible an amazing sound system like that's what a film like that is designed for and like everyone else i i saw it just on my uh television here so i mean i know it's needs must isn't it disney was sort of stuck there weren't they they needed to get the film out but were you slightly disappointed you know you didn't see that or maybe you did did you get to see a screening of that on the big screen i did that's why i yeah. was even more dis- disappointed uh, yeah <laughs> one because of the few people actually, who did while we were shooting the pilot in vancouver and that weekend was our premiere in in yeah. la and the produced production and producers were very generous to let me go and i did go to the premiere of mulan which is the last event i have been that i've been to since since yeah. And it, oh God, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. It is in the cinematic. It belongs in the cinema. It is a theater, you know, filled yeah. with people who 
appreciate the the, the sheer scope of it. Mm. It's just magnificent. Yeah, I, I hope you know Disney will decide when everything calms down, they would release it. You know, again、yeah. for the world to see in its. Full splendor, splendor. What are your thoughts about this? You know, day and date release when you've got movies going out in cinemas, but also on streaming services at the same time. Is that just that's just the way it is now? Do you think? I hope it, it's not permanent. Yeah. I mean, we want filmmakers to have an opportunity for their work to be seen. Yeah. Any which way. So, if we. At the moment, if we need to small, see it in a smaller box and a smaller screen, so be it, you know. But hopefully, I, I don't. You cannot possibly replace, you know, a cinema experience、yeah. when it's meant to be cinematic. So, so I feel for all the filmmakers, you know,、yeah. Tenant and all of these films. They're really you. <laughs> you need that kind of scope. <laughs> Okay, so this is a rebooted、uh, version, of course, of the classic '70s kung fu,、uh, <laughs> starring David Carradine. I, I'm just intrigued about this approach that they're taking. I've seen the trailer. I've not been sent any episodes or anything, Ty. So、I'm, I only know what I've what I've seen and learnt so far. What are the additions? How have they tried to modernise this show, then, Ty?、Uh, oh, I think we we. Not only well, we've done that for sure, you、yeah. know, modernized the show. It's set in present day, and it's not in the Wild Wild West. Yeah, but there are certain themes that are that are consistent.、Yeah. That it is a individual who seeks to right injustice. Yeah, that's for sure. It's the person that's different. So、yeah. now we have a heroine. We have a, a young lady. Yeah. Of Asian American descent, who are able to to carry on, you know, the correcting that injustice, and it's very exciting. And I think that's a good, you know, turn as we do. There was a line in the O series where Key Look, he's got this iconic line where he says, "Grasshopper, grass the pebble from my palm." Right? Yep. So yeah, yeah. our analogy, my analogy of our show is that.、Uh, Our lead is the pebble. That pebble drops into this pool of water, and the concentric circle spreads out. Right,、yeah. so we are much more proactive <laughs> in our show, where we continue to explore from that center out, exploring other injustices, you know, in different communities. So you, we do have that kind of a. Uh, uh, approach to it, you yeah, know? and and to 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 be fair with the original series, there it was the only、uh, television program where Asian American actors were able to to be seen. Yeah, so you really, if you look at the original series, there was a lot of A list Asian American actors、yeah. of the day that all guest on the show. So it's kind of、yeah. kind of cool,、yeah. you know, and and and, and now we have a, a family. You know, an Asian American family that you get a glimpse to see.、Uh, uh, we pull back the curtains, and it's the first time you're in the prime prime time network television where an Asian American family is featured. Yeah,、uh, and I hope we'll do some good by 
sharing that, you know, some insight uh, uh, on, on the audience looking in that don't really know much about us, uh, uh, we have uh, some of the similar issues of any family. However, we do have some differences. And yeah. hopefully you will enjoy that. Uh, you will enjoy the, our differences as well. Would you say it's a lighter show? Is it, it, it looks more like a comedy as well. Is that, is that fair to say? We uh, encompasses everything. We leave no stone unturned. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, I'm telling you, yes, we, yeah. we, have, we have comedy, but we have some serious fighting. We have some serious issues that we cover. There's serious drama going on every which way. And, and it's, it, we have our light moments as well because our cast uh, is, a, is a funny cast. They're, they're kind of goofy. They're kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so we, we take full advantage of everyone's talents in, in, on the show. And, and, but uh, multifaceted for sure. There yeah. is nothing about our show that doesn't go much deeper, you know, yeah. just, just to, to, to hopefully the audiences will enjoy that, enjoy the fact that we are uncovering things that, that maybe other shows would just touch upon on the surface. And Olivia Lang, we should just uh, mention her. Obviously, she steps up to play the central role in this big role for her. I mean, she looks great in the trailers, doing the action. Brett Chan, I know, is your fight choreographer for this show. I've spoken to uh, to Brett on this uh, podcast. Great work on mm -hmm. Warrior, obviously. Olivia, what was it like working with her? She's amazing, really. You you consider take this into consideration that uh, she didn't really have a, a martial arts training. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about if she can accomplish this already. Wait till you see as the show progresses. Yeah. She is a monster. Yeah. She's so good, really, on, 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 on many levels. And she is really one of these individuals that, as the number one on the call sheet, so caring, so, so yeah. inclusive, uh, uh, so generous. You know, every guest director gets a card. She initiates all of these things. She's a leader. You know, yeah. she said, you know, we should have a card saying thank you to the director because these are guests, you know, they come, they leave. We are yeah. the consistency, right? Yeah, Our yeah. cast in television is the cast that's consistent, not directors, whereas in features, the other way around. But yeah. so for us, you know, she is that kind of a person. Yeah, great. So great. what's there not to like when you have an individual uh, that is so talented, but also so caring and 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 to to really you know understand uh leadership is important that if you're going to be the lead of the series you set the tone how you're going to be and i i've been in a lot of series i've been a yeah. lot of i've done <laughs> yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff <laughs> and i've seen a lot of number ones yeah okay no one like her she's amazing that oh, way great and great. and, and you haven't seen just a fraction of what she can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she got so much stuff up her sleeve. It's crazy. I read a Variety article. You are Hollywood's go-to Asian dad, and this is another father <laughs> father role for you. 
how do you feel about that role that you've adopted? You've you've played father figures in in quite a few TV shows and films. Do you mind it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think most of the dads, you know, that I've had the opportunity to play, and and I'm I am grateful you know, yeah. to, for those opportunities. Uh, they 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 face a, a different kind of challenge than this dad, you know. Uh, so we we really talked about you know how we want to approach this particular dad. He is a, 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 an Asian American dad, he, he, and he he's one of, he's a dad that is really much more inclusive, nurturing. Yeah. You know, he, he valued the. Uh, the value of girls bringing to the to the table, yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, culturally speaking, you know, um, it's the boys who are valued. Mm. This dad value all his children. Yeah. So he he is a, a a dad that 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 in that like to he would sacrifice anything for the kids and the family, mm. Mm. and that's the kind we want to kind of just accentuate. You know. A more positive dad in this series, yeah, yeah, gentler. Because you haven't always, as much as you've played dads. I mean, you've played some nice dads. I mean, Mulan's dad was nice, but uh-huh. you know, in Meditation Park, he's not a particularly nice dad. Oh. Uh, Tiger Tail as well. There's um, some secrets there. You do still get to explore quite a range within these roles, don't you? And that must be quite appealing. I would, I would imagine. Absolutely, yeah. it's really been such a pleasure because these all these aspects of um, that that the hope is that whatever it, whoever they are, it's a reflection of someone that we know, mm-hmm. and hopefully that person can see that and and for whatever is worth, um, make adjustments maybe. You know, yep. re-examine certain things, um, and I, I, this dad in kung fu is is a is, um, is such a positive influence. I would really like this dad to take hold in present yeah. day, because yeah, yeah. it's it's such a difficult world now that we live in. Yeah, and I think we need all the love we can get. Loving yeah. is 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 really, I feel. Uh, counteracts all the terrible things that's been happening around us in in all of these uh, anti-Asian hate crimes. So we need to counterbalance yeah. this hate with love. And and we want to, I want, I am totally enjoying, you know, this portrayal at this time mm. for this moment in our lives. Yeah. And, and uh, hopefully it will do some good. Yeah. So I want to know, Ty, where does that... Because um, you don't have kids yourself, is that right? I read that somewhere. Mm. So what are you channeling when you're playing... Are you channeling your own father in, in a lot of these roles? I mean, what was he like? Was he more... Was he the caring father, would you say? Well, he 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 was a... My dad was a character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do channel parts of him. Yeah. But he was a okay. tough dad. Oh, my God. He was sure. a tough vision dad. Do not, yeah. I mean, do not go make any mistakes with this man. Sure. <laughs> He'll take care of business. <laughs> really, really. But he was funny. Oh, my God. And so I like to, I like to, to think that 
um, utilizing, you know, his kind of this personality of his. He was so well liked. Everybody loved him. Yeah. You know, and I'm channeling that for sure. You sure. Know, it's because he's definitely one of those guys that that kind of uh, 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 stand out in terms of how people adore him. Oh, you know? really? Okay. I mean, we had a restaurant growing up, and everybody only comes in and says, where's Pops? <laughs> okay. Like, everybody's invisible except for him. Everybody yeah. wants to know where Pops is. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy that, that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about. But yes. did he go through quite a tough time in Hong Kong? I know you you were born in Hong Kong, but you yes. you did travel to New York when you were quite young. Is, yes. That's, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. yes, he did. I mean, I think uh, the whole reason of immigrating to America was that he himself gone through three wars. Yeah. You know, he went through the... Uh, uh, um, uh, to switch to to uh, uh, a republic, so he was a young man, a young boy by then, and then he went through the uh, uh, our uh, the Japanese invasion of China. Yeah. It's a second war, and then we had the civil war mm-hmm. uh, uh, between the communists and and the republic. Yeah. So that's three, and then we after uh, uh, that was settled, we left and went to Hong Kong. Hmm. And um, there was some upheaval in Hong Kong at the time. It was under martial law. And my dad just said, you know, I can't do this no more. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it. Forget it. We got to get out of here somehow. Yeah. And then and we had the opportunity of coming, you know, going to America. And, and uh, after I was born and we all just left. Because he just couldn't do it anymore. He said, "No, no more. I don't want to. I don't want to go through this. I don't want my children to go through it." Because a lot mm. of my brothers and sisters had to go through wartime. Because you were the youngest out of yes, seven. Yes, I was born. Was I was the only one born in the hospital. <laughs> really? Yes, everyone wow. was running. I mean, they were, you know, really, you know, the 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 enemy is like a foot away you know you just keep going if you don't keep going you're not going to make it you're going to die you're seeing this you know political turmoil in in hong kong uh even today you know it's um, yes i mean you must still have a lot of affection for for hong kong oh absolutely yeah absolutely although you know the hong kong that i left was nothing like it yeah (laughs) everything is hong one thing about hong kong is that you don't you leave for two weeks it's different there's yeah. there be a new bridge, there's a new tunnel, new roads, I mean, buildings yeah. growing up. And, and really, uh, that's a, that Hong Kong is a forever changing place. And it, it always has a warm spot for me. Yeah. And, and I, I enjoy the food. I, mean, I like to eat. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, any kind of food, they really make, make it well. Yeah. yeah. Even the shepherd's pie, I'm telling you, they, yeah. they make it <laughs> better really. in Hong Kong. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I need to get. I need to get. Get on. You need the, to get go, on the shepherd's dude. fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Young man, you're dreaming. Take me. <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> Tell me what it was like being from Hong Kong, going to school in New York. Were there a lot of, you know, Chinese kids there that you were growing up with, or or not not so much? Not where I grew up, no. No. <laughs> yes, I, uh, let's see. Elementary school, I was uh, one of two. Okay. Uh, intermediate school, I was one of three. Right. 
And high school, I think, was the same. I think I was one of three. Right. So, so needless to say, you know, we've encountered some difficulties. Uh, um, not in elementary school. Elementary school was easy because, yeah. you know, it's, the, the, the community is smaller. The circle yeah. is smaller. So, and then since we had a business in the neighborhood, everybody knew us. Yeah. But there were never any issues in elementary school. But man, the intermediate school, everything changed. It's like, really? uh, you know, because the, the circle got bigger. Other communities yeah. are involved. They don't know you anymore. They just yeah. said, this is, uh, you look different. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was some, you know, some racist stuff going on, you know, yeah. and we had to fight and struggle through as a, yeah. as a kid growing up. And that's what made me gravitate towards theater because the school play was the biggest event in the school. So yeah. I said, you know what? I need some buffers, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I need some friends. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and that was and, what drew you to theater was that sense of community then, was it? Yes. And, yeah, okay. Yes, and also you yeah. we have two teachers they were wonderful that ran yeah. the drama club. And they would bring us to Broadway two or three times a year. Wow. So I I was lucky. Somehow, yeah. you know, the powers that be, they kind of the fate of hand, the hand of fate just directed me that way. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I never got out of it. I think you say one of your earliest influences was Mako, or you saw him to, Marco, in a, Marco, uh, yeah, yes. Mako, yeah. Yes. So you saw him in Sondheim's Pacific Overtures, is that, is that right? So that was the... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's in person though, but he was, he was uh, one of the guest stars on, on the original Kung Fu. Yes, he was. One of many. Okay. Marco, yeah. you know, James Shigeta, Nancy Kwan. <laughs> did you get to know, you got to know him quite well and uh, did you work with him at all? Oh, I have. Uh, not only yeah. that, he, I, he was, I mean, he, he was my teacher. Yeah. So okay. you know what he did was when he was in, on Broadway, on his day off, Monday, he'd come down to Chinatown and teach an acting workshop. Wow. Okay, on his only day off. Yeah. He was the lead in yeah. Pacific Overtures. Yeah. He was the narrator. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, that he's carrying the heavy load. And he still, on his day off, he came down and, and taught a class. He must have seen something in you that, was that just the passion to do it? I mean, you were <laughs> starting out, weren't you, at that point? I don't know. I think he liked to have beer with me. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but sure. you know, but we. I'm telling you, I, I don't really know what the reason is, but we got along really well. Yeah. He was very generous with with his knowledge, and mm -hmm. he basically took me under his wings. and And there was a bar that we go to a lot. <laughs> sure. Okay. And I I tell you, I learned a lot from him. Yeah. From just sitting, sharing a, a pint as you would say, as yeah. a rule. And, um, it, and the relationship continues. She, and he felt that I, I should, I mean, I should direct too. He said, you should direct too. Yeah. It's like he's one of those, those guys that, that motivate you in, in mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> he directed me in, uh, on, uh, on two plays. And we worked together on martial law with Samuel Hong. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the first... Uh, um, TV series on American uh, uh, television where the yeah. lead is an um, Asian lead. 
detective, yeah. you know, was Amazing. Samuel Hung. And, yeah. and Marco guest starred on that show as our teacher. Because Sam yeah. and I was supposed to be from you the were, same, yeah, uh, martial rivals. arts school. That's right. Yeah. And he was the, Marco played our teacher. Yeah. Because I was the bad Amazing. guy. So, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but did he give you career advice in just being a Asian American actor, trying to navigate that world? And particularly, he'd obviously made inroads into movies by that point. But was he quite supportive and gave you a, advice as to how to navigate your own career and things like that? Tremendous. I still use yeah. it as, as my yard sticker. As, really? as my guiding light, really. I mean, he, he teaches, um, you know, a sense of philosophy, you know, that, you know, we, we, we have a certain responsibility to represent the community well, you know. Yeah. Uh, that we, are, we have a place at the table. Yeah. We've, he always empowered you. He said, when you walk in that room, that room is yours. Because yeah. all eyes are on you. It's your yeah. time. Take it. You know? He's always, you know, giving us the, the sense that, that we are important. He said, you know, everybody in that room auditioned, right? You know that, right? Casting yeah. dudes had to submit their stuff, and, you know. The director had to submit real everybody had to audition you know so you doing the same thing right yeah. so he puts everything in kind of a even playing field hmm. so you don't feel like you're in there like hat in hand kind of guy yeah you're in there you have something to contribute that you're an artistic contributor so i've always done that because of him. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And did you ever make a decision early on to say in the roles that maybe were being offered to Asian actors in Hollywood at that time, were you quite conscientious of not accepting a role that you felt was the stereotypical mm. bad guy type role or you yeah. know roles like that so that was something you were yeah you were very conscious of that I was conscious but I also know that I need to go into the room to add my two cents yeah, yeah. if they like it great I mean then I'm in a good place right so yeah. so you know I think also, you know, writers back in the day 
had a harder time researching roles, characters, particularly for us. Because, you know, if you look at the writer's skill makeup, you know, is basically middle-aged white male. Yeah. So who are their friends? Middle-aged white males. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's really, I mean, and they're between a rock and a hard place, particularly in the, in the, the medium of television. Because you're, you're part of a writer's room. So mm-hmm. the producer comes in and says, let's write, it, write an Asian episode. What are you going to do? Yeah. Not write it? You have to write it. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Yeah. And so what they do is they go to Blockbuster and grab a lot of videos about all kinds of Asian something or other, and they throw it together. And, and uh, so you get, you get that, you know, kind of a, a mixed bag of, of different ethnicities within one bag, right? I like to think that when I go into the room, I, uh, and and I like you know you know in this business there's always a, they always say this oh, when you walk into the room. Oh, do you have any questions? I said, oh, I do. Actually, matter of yeah. fact, I have a few. <laughs> and then I do ask the questions, and and hopefully I could be help, you know. And yeah. I say, okay, uh, what is the character's name? The character's name is, uh, his name is Vin, V-I-N-H. Oh, that's a Vietnamese name, I see. So he left from Cambodia. Okay, oh, okay. Mm. And then he comes to America, then he's being pursued by the Tangs, which is a Chinese criminal ele- ele- element. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is he Vietnamese, Cambodian, or Chinese? And then you do see some confusion in the room. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, uh, and I, I like to, I said, well, you know, I mean, just for myself, I said, I like to clarify so I could do a better read on this character. So let me take a guess. I said, so I think his ethnically Chinese Vietnamese, a boat person who had to leave from Cambodia so that he can come to America. Since he was ethnic Chinese Vietnamese, he was in a Chinatown that he felt comfortable and somehow got into trouble and then the Chinese criminal element was chasing him. What do you guys think? <laughs> and they said, hmm, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have a three-dimensional character, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I like that example a lot because it kind of explains everything easily. And and I try to use that approach a lot. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? If it doesn't work out, if they say, ah, nah, we have our own ideas. And I think in this fictitious Asian world, the hero's got to be a white guy. And I say, uh, okay. Well, in this fictitious Asian world, there's one white guy in it, and he's the hero. Uh, you know what? That's a, that's, you know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I, could, I could, you know, work in this 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 project then i we just shake yeah. hands and hopefully next time you know we'll find a meet you know some yeah. kind some kind of meeting ground that we can agree on now we're working and living in a very different space aren't we and it, it does yeah. seem like we've turned over a new page when it comes to representation does it feel like that though for, for yes. you time absolutely yeah. because Man, I tell you, with the internet, you can't get away with anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. People will call you out on it, man. Yeah, in a yeah. Heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's easier for for you to do research as well, right now. Yes, yes. Really, I mean, you, I mean, you know, back in the day, you got to go to the 
library and, and look at some microfish, man. <laughs> yeah. Here, now it's at your fingertips, and there's really no excuse for you not to know. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you write something that's remotely questionable, then it's just a comment on you because mm. you, you can't get away with this stuff anymore. Abbott, you better give up. I mean, I'm not just going to run through your films because you've been in so many good, so many good films. But we are the Kung Fu Movie Guide, so there are a few in your filmography that I do just want to dwell on just just a little bit. Sure. And one of your early roles was Rapid Fire, so that's an early '90s uh. movie. Now, that's just as you're sort of stepping into movies. I know you'd done a few bit of film work before that, but. Um, Rapid Fire jumps out at me, obviously, because of Brandon Lee and one of his few films that that he did make. I'm just interested what that experience was like working on that movie, working with Brandon. It was crazy rewarding. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, these bad guy roles are kind of fun. Yeah. And I have I have refused them all. Yes, yes. So what made you decide to do that role then Brandon Lee Brandon Lee yeah okay because now you have a hero who looks like me right so and he also gets the girl yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know okay so listen if I if I can make my hero who looks like me more heroic I'll be the bad guy in a heartbeat (laughs) <laughs> he had something about him that his father had and and he had it as well and you know and a nice guy by all, by all accounts nice to work with yes yeah. he he was he was Bruce's son yeah no doubt yeah those generic material passed on to him yeah no doubt and he was a, a really accomplished martial artist you know yeah. just like Bruce were in, in the beginning was a little bit uh, uh, tougher because you're still living in Bruce's shadow. Mm. So he needs to be his own man. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, feel, I felt for him. Because everybody who wants, before any of this, they, when they want to talk to Brandon, it's, all, it's always about Bruce. Mm. You know, you're Bruce's son. It's always about, it's never about Brandon the person, right? Yeah. And, and uh, I was kind of aware of that. I see, you know, his, his, uh, his pain, you know, mm. to live in the shadow of a legend, right? Mm. And uh, we, we will, you know, try to find Brandon Lee. Yeah. And, well, and, I think and, he does it in yeah. that film. As much as he must have been offered so many martial arts films, and I yes. know he reluctantly agreed to do a few of them, but yes. he definitely... You know, the overriding thing that you get from that film is, yes, he's got the moves, but, you know, he a great little actor as well, you know, and emerging to be a Wonderful. very, very strong actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he trained as well, didn't he? He trained, I'm telling you. he, he And he's a hard train. Oh, my God, man. I tell you, doing a fight scene with him is not that fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I mean, there are a lot of black. Um, I still got bruises from that from from that film. I'm telling you now. Yeah, these lumps that never went away. 
uh, and he's he's uh, he's the real deal. He's he's yeah. uh, uh, he's well trained and he's diligent. Yeah. And uh, we had a good stunt coordinator, you know, in uh, Jeffy Motto. Jeffy Motto. Jeffy Motto actually went to school with with Brennan. Yeah. They both, yeah. you know, went to uh, study together martial arts. Yeah. So they have a very good rapport. Yeah. And we had some, you know, really great, you know, uh, uh, actors, you know, who couldn't fight, like Aula. Yeah, great. I great. think the fight between Brandon and Al was, I think, still one of the best fights I've seen on screen. Yeah, yeah. It still holds up. Oh, my God. Yeah. The way they went after each other. It's I'm great. telling you, two boys who couldn't move after that scene. They couldn't move. Yeah. They, were, <laughs> they went at it, blow yeah. by blow. Yeah. Do you mind doing the the fighting stuff? You've done a few fight scenes. I know you had a few... Uh, <laughs> Fighting yes. with uh, Samo in martial mm-hmm. law as well. You quite like getting getting involved in doing doing your own action. I do because I studied martial arts, so so it's not foreign yeah. to me. You know, I just went, I just stay away from it. That's all. Yeah. Because this one, I didn't just didn't think it was my time. I, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a good actor. So yeah. if I want to fight, I'm, I'm not going to be a good actor. We just keep on fighting. Yeah. So I stayed away from it so that I can develop as an actor, and I, yeah. I and I. I, I pat myself on the back for that choice. So, and then going back to the martial arts, and I was lucky, you know, because Brandon was so good. And yeah. Jeff Mata was so good in terms of fight choreography. Yeah. And of course, doing any fight with Samo is a piece of cake because he does all the adjustments. You don't have yeah. to do anything. He could, you know, a lot of times, in, if, you, if you look back in, in martial law, the, he usually fights two or three guys at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So really, well, he's a ge- and, and, he's a uh, genius when it comes to on-screen oh, fight he's choreography. Mad, he's great. Mad, mad genius. I'm telling you. Yeah. He also knows where the cam- where the camera should be. Where the camera said, "Look, man." He would tell the you know the, the camera department said, "This ain't gonna work. Camera's gotta really? be here." Because yeah. he knows all the angles, man. You know, I mean, he's amazing. He's just yeah. you know doing a backflip over top of a container. Come on, man. And his, his weight, yeah, the monster. <laughs> but you worked with him quite soon, or maybe during the time that you worked with Jackie Chan as well for for Rush Hour. I feel those were uh, yeah. quite similar uh, late nineties. Is Jackie someone that you were a fan yeah. of uh, watching? Yeah, you're a big big Jackie Chan fan. Hundred percent. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what, what's special about Jackie is that he he just brings humor into it. He's yeah. like a Buster Keaton all the yeah. time, you know. And he's another one of those guys that only think movement. He goes to a set and he looks around the set and he's looking about figuring how I'm going to move around this set. What can I use as a weapon? <laughs> yeah. So it's that kind of mindset, right? I mean, I, I, and you really appreciate that kind of genius because yeah. their mind is wired in a particular way that sees these things, you know? Where you and I see a couch, they see something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and, he's, and Jackie's funny as heck. And was Rush Hour like that on set then? So it was still quite spontaneous because that's how Jackie Chan works, isn't it? He's He needs to think through the action scene and then, then suddenly he's like, yeah, okay, we're ready to do this. But in Hollywood, it's a different scenario. You've got, you know, <laughs> shooting schedule to think about and you've only got a certain amount of time to do something. So was that an enjoyable shoot rush hour? 
tremendously. Yeah. Because okay. it was the first time you, you first of all, it was the first time you, you have uh, um, an African-American and an Asian lead in a film. Yeah. It never happened before. Yeah. It's always salt and pepper. So yeah. African-American and a white lead. Never yeah. African-American and an Asian lead in a film. Yeah. And, and Chris and, and Jackie have tremendous chemistry. Yeah. You can't pay for that. They just, they just worked. I mean, they clicked. Yeah. You know? And they were very good together on screen. I mean, that, 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 was a, that shoot was a, was a long shoot because we cannot stop laughing. Really? Uh, yeah. And no, I'm serious. Because, and you have some veteran actors in that film. Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, great. great. Mark Ralston. Okay, myself. Yeah. I mean, if you put all years together, that's a that's a couple of hundred years. Yeah. But man, I tell you, we cannot hold a straight face with these guys. I mean, <laughs> every take it's like we're, we're we're kind of trying to stifle the laughter because they're so funny. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and yes, it is different for Jackie. You know, shooting in ho- Hollywood and doing action, so he had to learn that we. <laughs> You, you, you cannot just go and shoot it. <laughs> you, yeah. have to, you have to let everybody know, okay, that this is what we're going to do. And yeah. here's, here's the air bed that, you know, you're going to fall on. You're not going to fall on hard ground, not a cardboard box, sorry. You have, you have insurance, man. I mean, we can't, you cannot get hurt, okay? But yeah. that's the bottom line, please. We cannot hear about this thing about, you know, you breaking a leg and, crack a skull no yeah. we can't do that sorry so you know i mean he got used to it and then he's done a lot more since that after that but it took him a little time you know to 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 get with the program are you surprised that he didn't stick around in hollywood i know he did for a few years after rush hour but um mm. i know he's yeah. uh well he still comes back and and forth to to do various projects, I guess, in Hollywood, but he is, he's very much. Um, yeah. It depends on the project. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the project with Jackie. Yeah, for sure. Because he also, you know, he produces and, you know, he yeah. directs and he does a lot of things. He's, I mean, Jackie's the Michael Jordan of Asia, man. I yeah. mean, the guy's got so much business. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got wine. He's got like merchandise. You yeah. know, you know, I mean, he's got an empire. Yeah. So if he wants to do it, he'll do it. Sure. You know, he's under sure. no constraint in doing anything he don't want to do. That was a dream come true working with him then, Ty? Were you a, you, you were a fan of his? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and I love his attitude. Yeah. He's, ah, you know, I want to have humor because not enough laughter in the world. That was yeah. his attitude. That's why I, wanted, I want people to laugh. So I want kids to laugh. So, you know, you can't, how can you not love a guy like that? Really? This time you won't be so lucky as to escape death. Take my word for it. You worked with lots of great action stars for Mulan, of course. And Mm -hmm. Donnie Yen, Jet Li, Jason Uh. Scott Lee, Gong Lee. My God, Mm -hmm. what an amazing cast. Mm. Mulan, I I heard you say that 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 was a dream. Was that a bit of a dream role for you then? Absolutely. I mean, that was the beginning of the uh, the, the nurturing dad. There's the beginning, yeah. and and thank God it was a period piece, so so you can get away with it a little bit more because it's a long time ago, and uh, uh, really working on you know with with again a fairly 
uh, predominant Asian Asian American cast. Yeah, uh, I'm I am extremely proud of that film. Uh, unfortunately, you know things didn't work out the way we would like, yeah. and that was something that uh, uh, hopefully the audience will get to see it sometime in the big on the big screen, really. Mm-hmm. And every one of those guys, they come to work. It's the attitude. You know, it's not really about anything other than the right attitude. They come and they give it their all. Matter of fact, I mean, Donnie was moving so fast, Nikki's, you know, had to slow down the keys. Uh, you know what? We, we, we can't see it. <laughs> yeah. You have to slow down somehow, you know, yeah. for, for the camera, please, because we can't see the moves. He's yeah. moving so fast. Do you think that will get another release then, uh, Disney planning for that? Because it does seem a shame that, you know, a huge big budget movie like that does just slightly get buried a little bit. It felt like it it kind of didn't get the fanfare yeah. that it that it deserved, I uh, I think. We, so, we keep on talking about it. Oh, you really? keep on saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Me too. I, I'm sure. yeah, everybody that is at least interested, I, I would say Say something. Just say, you know what? Come on, Disney. Put that back on the big screen when you can. Come on. We want to see it. You're a real advocate for indie filmmakers as well. Mm. Your filmography is full of appearances with a lot of first-time directors, a lot of (laughs) Asian-American directors. It must be something that's very important to you then to appear in these projects, which you must know going into them that well, this might get a very limited release. I mean, you know, even if it does get a release, you know, so that is something that you're you're passionate about, would you say? Absolutely. I, I believe in the process. Yeah. So, I mean, how else are they going to get better? How else are they going to, you know, I, I want to be able to be a, a tool for them. Yeah. So that we we hope that, it will get the light of day. And I've done some that you've never seen. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so sure. that has happened. I mean, but you know what? I have to support it because they, no one else will because mm-hmm. of the story maybe for whatever reason, you know, where they, it's tough for them to get the financing together. If I can help in any way that, that to make that, you know, materialize, I'll be happy to do it. And and a lot of them are very talented and, and yeah. they just need a chance. And and once you once the audience get to see their work and, uh, you know, they, they're going to, you're going to, they're going to be working. They, you're going to see them yeah. again and again. Yeah. And Ty, yeah. it must also be because these scripts must land on your desk and you must think, well, I haven't heard these, this story being told like this before you know it goes back to what you were saying about if you've got a room full of white guys writing a tv show <laughs> their their frame of reference is just going to be so so mm. much smaller isn't it so is, yeah, is that and there are the exceptions reason? don't get me wrong there are yeah. some really exceptional writers because they're writers yeah you know they can write they, they don't write by color they just write a good story yeah so i appreciate that so I mean, but for these filmmakers, because they have, um, you know, uh, people of color who don't, I mean, behind the camera is a rough journey for them. Because I know somebody who, who 
very early on wants to direct, you know, uh, Asian-American guy. And um, he couldn't get a job. There was no way. So he went into porn. He directed yeah. pornography because that was the only place he can get a job. Wow. And he was really good at it <laughs> because he was a good director. Went to Chatsworth or wherever the porn industry was at the time. Right. Okay. And, he, and he thrived. I mean, you know, he wanted yeah. to direct. That's all he wanted to do was direct. He didn't care what it is. He didn't want to direct. Now, that sort of thing just wouldn't happen now, would it? I mean, now now we're in a very different space. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, and I think the business dictates it, really. Yeah. Uh, I think the business is a global business now. It's not, yeah. it used to be just, you know, when when we look at the percentages in the back in the day, it used to be domestic box, box office was more important than international box office. Now it's the other way around. Mm. International box office is more important than yeah. domestic box office. And China so, in so, particular as well, particularly uh, you know for what? Hollywood. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say that, but sure enough. <laughs> yes, China is a monster. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's a lot of people in China. <laughs> yeah. They say you're tough. So I think I'll find out just how tough you are. Well, I'll tell you this. You'll regret it because it's the last thing you'll do. We'll see. Particularly some of these interesting dramas that you've made, say, The Farewell, even, or even Tiger Tail. These are Chinese mm. stories. I mean, mm -hmm. they're very deeply, very much Chinese stories. Now, do they yeah. get shown in, in China? Uh, do they have uh, a, an audience over there? You know what? I'm not sure if Tiger Tail did or not. Mm. That, I know The Farewell was. Okay. So, and, and because The Farewell was shot in China, Tiger Tail was not. So really, it was much easier to have a release in uh, in in Asia. Yeah. I mean, in China, you know, not Asia, but in China for for the farewell. Yeah. So uh, it didn't do that well. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I was going to say because it's it's very much an Asian American story in a way. Yes. Isn't it? So <laughs> that didn't translate very well to a yeah. to a Chinese audience then. Yeah, I, I don't know what the reason. You know, yeah. your guess is good as mine. I yeah, don't know yeah. why it didn't. I, I, I thought it would. Yeah. You know, because everything was, was, you know, photographed in China, that film. Mm. Mm. Right? I mean, and, it's, and it is a, a, uh, a very Chinese story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, too. You know, I mean, only the central character happens to be Chinese American. Yeah. But everybody around her were Chinese. So, so really, most of our cast were cast in China. Yeah. You know, with the exception of myself and Aquafina. Mm. We were the only Americans in the whole film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Mama was from Australia. <laughs> sure. So, so you know, I don't know what happened, uh, to, to be honest. I don't know, maybe PR, maybe they didn't have the money. I don't know what the deal was. Yeah. But uh, we didn't. Do do well in China. <laughs> Interesting, but yeah. it did do very well. You know, it got a a lot of great critical acclaim. Yes. It's such a wonderful yes. film. Yeah, that must have been a joy to have made that film. Absolutely, I was yeah. so happy that a such a small film. I mean, that's a tiny film. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. The budget too was tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not only that, it got the light of day, but it also you know 
garnered uh, quite a bit of attention. And it furthered a lot of careers out there. And I'm very happy that that happened, mm. you know, for, mm. for, for Aquafina in particular. So, yeah, because you because don't see her, her in that light. That's know, so. right. You don't see her yeah. play a, a role like that. And she was fantastic, right. wasn't she? Yeah. That's right. And, you know, everybody just thought she was just a comedian and a yeah. rapper. Right. Yeah. So now you get to see in a completely different world. And, and um, I am so, you know, proud of her yeah. in, in doing that. Right. And, and anything that I can do to help maybe bring some eyeballs attention to it to begin with, and then they realize, oh, my God, look at her. Yeah. Forget time off. It's like, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the good one right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, yeah. that that's that's my, I want to do that. I, I want to be able to do that. I have to mention Meditation Park. I really uh, enjoy that film. And um, Chen Pei Pei as well, to see her in a, in a role like that was um, <laughs> fantastic. I mean, what was your experience like working working on that film? Oh, Pepe is a doll. She's yeah. so sweet. She was in Mulan as well, wasn't she? She did have a Yeah, uh, she was she was the yeah. matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. Funny as heck. Start. Yeah. Stole the scene, I'm telling you. <laughs> Man, I tell you. you she's know, had see, an amazing what a career she's had. That's right. She was the original. Yeah. Martial arts babe. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Man, I'm telling you, she was just out there just kicking ass and looking yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was a pleasure working with Pepe. And it was a pleasure working with Mina Shum, you know, yeah. who's a Canadian director, written a writer and director. She she wrote the film too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, I, I wish uh, you know, it had a more of a, 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 a chance for yeah. more to see it because it was a beautifully done film i i totally enjoy working you know on that on that project it was an interesting role because i guess it goes back to being one of those dads that's not altogether you know without wanting to spoil the film but uh you mm-hmm. know carrying a bit of a, a secret shall we say yeah. um but a very traditional father role you know he is the yeah. head of the family what he says goes that's right Pei is living in a sort of well i she doesn't she wouldn't see it as a as a an abusive relationship like psychologically mm-hmm. yeah. but um but but it almost it, it almost is isn't it what was the the inspiration do you think for that that character that you were playing there he's gone through a crisis yeah he doesn't feel like he's worthy anymore mm you know, he, he needs to kind of find something to prove that he is still. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and men do go through that. And, you, and hopefully we handle it a little better yeah. than what, what this dad did, you know. Uh, abusive relationships, people who are in it often don't know that they are in. Mm. So hopefully that will be a lesson too. Hopefully people will see and say, "Hey, listen, we don't, we cannot be in this situation. Yeah, we need to get out of it." And it is really a coming of age story for a senior citizen. Yeah, it's another, another. It's a second spring. She found herself. She found her independence. You know, and I and I appreciate that. And if I can facilitate that narrative and that that's you know, kind of conversation, I'd be happy to do it. You just don't see a story like that, do you, really? No. 
unique absolutely yeah so so that's what i want i want these individual voices be heard yeah because there are multitude of them and we need to hear all of them we we cannot just talk for everybody that doesn't work because yeah. we don't it's a multicultural multi-ethnic society you know that that in, within that community within our community that's the difference yeah. So you really there are a lot of different colors and a lot of different yeah, things of that you can focus on. It's very different. And 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 the problem is that in the past that there are so few representation for all of us. So mm. all of our eggs are put in one basket and say, yeah. Hey, didn't speak to me. That's yeah. not about what is that, you know? So people get upset. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that that will we will solve that problem when the other voices echo out. Do you feel quite lucky then to be in a position where you can help to facilitate these yeah. projects? You know, you get to yeah. elevate these voices. That's a very pri that's a privileged place to be, isn't it? I, I suppose as an actor. Yeah, absolutely, I I count my blessings every day. Yeah, I have a horseshoe somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I appreciate the trust yeah. that they have on in me. To, to be a part of and to help to be able to to lend a hand in that respect, you know? Yeah. And um, I am most gratified in all the things that I've done. Chu Ching Kwong, the king treated you well. Why do you betray him? What do you want? Are you involved in this Wu Assassins movie? I know you're in the TV show. They've made a movie of it. Are you involved yes. in that at all? Can you say? I I am not. I am not. Ah, okay. Because they they changed the format. They changed the format. Ah. To uh, uh, and I tell you, the boys are going to be great. Yeah. So be, Lewis and you know, Eco are in this. Be great. Juju's in it. Yeah, and Juju. That's right. Come on, man. You're not upset that you're that you're no, not in that. Have they changed the story? No, so, I'm yeah. not upset. I mean, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, but because yeah. I like my character. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really wanted that character to continue because he he's one of the very few Asian American characters that is a, a veteran. He was a war veteran, and we don't see that because we we are you know of of recent history we're the we're the face of the enemy. <laughs> sure, but you know what? There were there were you know. Asian Americans in you know in in yeah. the, uh, uh, the armed forces of, of this country that we live in. There's so many characters in that show that you wanted to learn yes. more about, and hopefully, yes, yes. you know, either through the film mm -hmm. or maybe I don't think they've ruled out Netflix whether there's a second season coming. There may well be a second season, so who knows? I think um, they've just basically changed the format to two uh, uh, movies of the week type of. of oh right, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they're gonna do it that way. Yeah. So you know, hopefully, you know, there will be a an opportunity to do uh, um, Asian American veteran, you know, character. Because yeah. I think we that is something that that I owe we owe the veterans who fought in all the wars, going all the way back to civil to the Civil War. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you you figure how's that possible? Oh yeah, guess what? There were some Asians in that war. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> but so much of history has been whitewashed, hasn't it, on screen? 
And yes, absolutely. Um, now there's a really good appetite for so many of these stories to, to be told. So, And it'll be fresh. It'll be something you've never seen before. What are your upcoming projects then? You've got Kung Fu, obviously, is coming out in April. Hopefully more I more have episodes a couple of, of Kung films Fu. because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of on hold, and and we we don't um we don't know uh, you know what the what the I think I think uh, um um Rebel Ridge will continue. I think okay. we're gonna probably shoot that sometime during my hiatus, and then we're supposed to shoot a film in uh, Cambodia. <laughs> it, right. It, it, uh, it, what are you? Oh man, there's a very talented UK director that's directing that. And I don't know where that's going right now because I don't know <laughs> okay. Cambodia. Cambodia's not doing too good. No, so. no. Is there any dream roles or dream projects left that you'd still like to do? You've had such a long and distinguished career. You've mm. done, worked okay. in action and drama and comedy and in all sorts. But um, mm-hmm. is there still something out there that you you really would like to do? Okay, this is kind of weird, okay? Sure, go for it. I, I want to... I want to, I want to play Dracula or something. Right. Okay. Like a horror, <laughs> like a horror thing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done much? You haven't uh-huh. really done much horror. No. No. Not really. I mean, I've done some kind of sci-fi-ish, you know. Yeah. Kind of, kind of stuff, but that's sort of along those lines, but not really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe Dracula. I don't know. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. I don't know. <laughs> that's great. Well, fingers crossed for that. Yeah, that, yeah that's one thing on the top of my head. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or something fun. I don't know. Maybe do do like a like a, a like a, a like an eighty day around the world kind of film. Yeah. After this COVID nineteen thing. Yeah. Man, get me around the world, please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. Even Jackie did it. He did. He even did one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> With uh, Steve Coogan. I liked yeah. that movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it did very I well, but I think I, I thought it was, it was quite fun. good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You see? I'm telling you, you know, I want to do something like that. That would be kind of fun. Listen, thank you so much for, for your time today. This has been a real pleasure chatting to you. So thank thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. Thank you for the wonderful questions and thank you for the kind words. I <laughs> really appreciate it. And, and I tell you, and I tell, I tell the young cast all the time, I say, listen, the interview you cannot do by yourself. The interviewer <laughs> is important. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope I've, I hope I've done okay. <laughs> you did yeah. great. I'm telling cool. you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, you be safe. Taimar there, really enjoyed talking to Taimar. Such a chilled, relaxed, easy guy to chat to. And I did get, I got the impression we, we could have just carried on talking there for, for, a, for a lot longer and uh, he would have been more, more than happy to. So look, that's always a pleasure when you followed someone's acting career for so long and you have a great conversation like that. 
Listen, his new show is called Kung Fu and it premieres this Wednesday, the 7th of April, 2021 on the CW Network in the USA. Stream it the next day for free only on the CW. If you want the latest Timar news, he is very active on social media, his Instagram and his Twitter is at Timar8, that's the digit 8, and his Facebook page is official.timar. Follow, support and donate to the hashtag StopAsianHate campaign make sure you do go online read up on that show your support for the aapi community i will be sure to put all of those links in the description of this podcast before i go i have a couple of thank yous to make i should say here that i did initially try to speak to timer when mulan was coming out last year and unfortunately, for whatever reason, we just we just couldn't make it happen then. But a huge thank you to Julia Vu in the first instance for all of her help there. And then most recently, a huge thank you to Rachel Hussini, who managed to tee up this conversation in the end. So a huge thank you to Julia and Rachel. A uh, big thank you, of course, to Timer for being so gracious with his time. And finally, a huge thank you to you, of course, the loyal Fu followers out there who have listened to this podcast all the way to the very end thank you all so much for your ongoing support and for checking out the show it's great to be back here with you guys we will start to get into the flow of things again and we will have a brand new episode for you in two weeks time in the meantime please do take care stay safe stay well and i'll be with you all again very soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.